Hey, what's up, guys? It's Louis Lope. I'm doing a quick little intro to the next conversation we had. So on Thursday, after we talked with Side Lens, we sat down with Michelle Gomez, who is running for city council in District 4. Now, the reason why I'm doing this intro is because at the beginning of the the conversation, it got the editing was all messed up, didn't record right, so I had to kind of cut it off because it kept like going in and out of the conversation. So don't be surprised if you just hear like it starts off in the middle of the conversation. So uh, there's that. So, yeah, that was just a quick warning for you guys, and um, enjoy. Oceanside City Council. Okay. District uh, 4. District 4. What district is that? District 4 really covers the area that's out there off of the 76 uh, College. It's out there bordering the um, bordering Vista, but also bordering Fallbrook. So it's that okay. area out there off the 76 College, Rancho Del Oro, around, um, Santa Fe, that area out there. Okay. 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 Nice. So how long have you been uh, doing politics for? I ran for county supervisor here in San Diego County for District 5 in the last election. So I was started running in 2018. I unfortunately was not successful in that race. I, uh, I did very, very well for a first-time candidate. I got 44% of the vote nice. my first time running for office. So I was really pleased with the outcome. Unfortunately, I didn't win. And now I'm running for Oceanside City Council. And the reason I'm running is because I think it's critically important that we have people that represent our values in city and local government. We need people that are looking out for working families that are really not into special interests and padding their pockets with you know, developer money and things of that nature. We really need to be looking out for the, the working families and doing right by them. Okay. Wow. Is there so is there any, uh, any props right now that you are opposed to or pro? I, I wouldn't say necessarily. I'm really focusing on local government, which is really crucially important to me. So I try to stay out of that whole limelight. Really, I think local government is my passion and where I want to focus on. And so really what I'm looking at is we do in the city of Oceanside, we do have an initiative that's in play for um, regulating cannabis. And I think that's important. You know, we have patients that are not able to find the cannabis that they need. And so I'm really a big proponent of that initiative that's going on in the city of Oceanside right now. Uh, aside from that, what I think that we really need to be focusing on at the local level here in the city and in the surrounding communities as well is really addressing our, our chronic homeless issue, our affordable and attainable housing issues, um, education, traffic and infrastructure, public safety. You know, Oceanside's really struggling right now in our educational system where we're under-enrolled. And the reason we're under-enrolled is because the cost of living is so high that people are moving out of our communities. What that are, is true. And when our schools are under-enrolled, under they're also underfunded. And when they're underfunded, our test scores tend to you know, drop a little bit. And so it's a real yep. catch-22. It's a bad situation, and we really need to be figuring out how all of these things interrelate and work together and what we can do to really benefit working families. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't really know what questions to ask because I'm not used to like <laughs> questioning <laughs> politicians. But um, uh, Basically, she wants to give back like to, to the local families that built this town. And whatnot, like all the local businesses and whatnot, and um, as she was saying, uh, development, developmental uh, projects coming up nowadays. You can tell the city is changing as the years go by, and which means also the the cost of living as well. Uh, but besides that, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the criterias, um, your home life that you're based upon, your you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, my dad worked for LAPD when I was growing up. Okay. So he was in law enforcement. My mom was also a public servant. And I grew up in I grew up in LA County borderline Orange County LA County so I've always been really local to this area. 
Uh, politics were not always my passion. I am not, you know, your typical politician. I am a working class family as well who just wants to make a difference in our community. And so really what I think um, really spurred me into this direction was when Trump got elected, to be honest. And it was for me, it was, I can't just sit here and do nothing. It's time for me now to get off my ass and really make a difference in my community and in my life. And so that's really what spurred me on. So you're an Oceansider for life? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, so. I am now. What, what <laughs> <do> you, <laughs> being in, uh, you know, the, the local, you know, politics or, or whatnot, what do you feel about this new thing about um, the transit center, how they're trying to innovate that and, and you know, uh, change it up? Well, we definitely need more transit. We'd like to get more cars off the road. I was driving, I was commuting all the way out to San Diego for a period of time, and it was it was an hour and a half, two hour drive each way, and that was brutal and painful, and I would love nothing more than to be able to get on a train and go to work and be productive in that time that I'm actually commuting. Right now, I'm just looking at a sea of cars, and it's frustrating. So transit's huge, it's important, but we need to make sure that we have a solid plan in place and that we're not just going out there and throwing good money after bad. So let's put a solid plan in place that people will actually utilize and use. Because you're seeing what they did, uh, you know, downtown Oceanside, as they call it, you know, real estate, you know, condos, hotels after hotels, you know. It really, you know, from growing up, I remember, you know, had the the Triple Crown there. I've had carnivals there. And now it's a whole different, you know, environment, a whole different ballgame. And so how do you feel uh, uh, these working class people who were born and raised here, how are they going to adapt to this type of change? Because it is going to increase it in rent. It is going to increase our rent, and it's going to bring more tourism to our communities, which brings dollars. However, I'm really concerned with these hotels that are going in and that we're not paying our workers a livable wage. I think it's critically important that we unionize these hotels, pay them a living wage, and give them benefits that they deserve. Right now, our our residents are not working in those hotels. They're bringing in people from outside of our city. You know, she has a point right there. Do you any, Do any of you... Knows anybody? Because you know we all know in this town. Does any knows any of your friends or associates that actually you know get employed there? No, I don't know. No, no, I don't true. know. <laughs> no, and if we paid a livable wage and we provided adequate benefits, they would be employing our residents instead of yeah. people outside of our city. Definitely. So growth is it's necessary, and we can't get away from it. But we have to be smart, and we have to do have smart growth. We need to have a plan in place. We have a general plan. We need to follow that plan. But we also need to make sure that if we're going to build these hotels, let's hold these hotel owners accountable and enforce them and force them to have a livable wage. The other thing that I think is critically important with these hotels is safety. You know, hotel workers are, are undergo so much. I mean, there's so much that happens that, you know, really affects their safety, human trafficking, violence, all sorts of things. And I think it would be important that we put some regulation and an ordinance in place that would protect their safety as well. So Definitely. the beautiful Miss America pageant question, if you were elected, how would you change the way we look at Oceanside to date? Ooh. How would I change the way we look at Oceanside? I think that the Oceanside is a beautiful place to live. You know, it, 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 it's a great place to live, work, play. But we really need to talk to our residents about the fact that we can't be stagnant. Change is inevitable. But we have to make sure that we're changing in a way that doesn't change our character and doesn't change our values. So I think that's really important to, the message I would want to get out there is change is going to happen, but let's be a strong voice in advocating for what that change looks like. Because we don't have to roll over and play dead. I'm, I'm not a, a career politician. I'm just a person who wants to make a difference in her community. We can all make a difference if we just let our voices be heard. 
Strong red, words. Red, blue, brown, or white, man. Vote for Michelle Rodriguez. Gomez. Gomez. <laughs> Look at oh this guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the actress, bro. That's the actress from uh, Fast and Furious. Hey. hey. I'd vote for her, too. No, pl- plug yourself, though. <laughs> plug yourself. Where, where can they find you? Where can they vote for you? Okay, my name is Michelle Gomez. I'm running for Oceanside City Council District 4. My website is Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at Michelle, the number 4, Oside.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And when did the polls end? When, when do we got to vote for you? My election's not going to be till November 3rd. I'm not in the primary election that's coming up here in March. I won't be on the on the ballot until November. Hey, nice. That's right, man. So, so until then, you got a lot of politicking to do and uh, a lot of moves to make. Yes, <laughs> Probably we can have you back on the Kick It podcast. I would love that. Anytime. Let me know. Anytime. Uh, okay, before, before this is done... Um, I just oh. had a question. So, He's thinking of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I was thinking. Oh, man. Dude, this is cool. Um, what is something you could tell the locals or you would like to tell people that aren't involved in, like, politics, like, as in, like a person that is involved in it? A reason what is to something, vote. A reason to vote. And what is something that people don't see? I think the most important message I have is make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. Make sure you tell your friends and family to vote because your voice needs to be heard. And what are the most important things? Well, that's an individualistic you know, idea. But if you don't vote, you don't have a say in what's going on in your community and in your life. The biggest message that I want to partake is a lot of people look at the federal government and they think it's sexy and Congress is the end all be all. The federal government moves so slowly where you're going to see the greatest amount of change in your day-to-day life is in local government. So get involved in your local government. If you think you have an inkling about being interested, get on a commission, get on a board in your city. Start working for a campaign, a candidate. But the most important message I have is make sure you vote. Your point, your voice matters, and everybody needs to be heard. Does that answer yeah. your question, that, Louis? Does that satisfy you? So, so uh, what is uh, what is the way that your point of view changed when you became involved in politics as opposed to just being, you know? A now that is a good question. Well, I am a retired union worker, so I've always been very pro-union, very pro-working uh, families and making sure that we're all making a livable wage because one job should be enough. There's too many of us that are struggling, that are working for, that are working, working more than one job, and it's not acceptable. And also a fair workplace at the same time as well. Exactly, exactly. and safe. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Safety is key. Yes, it is. Safety is key. So what really shifted the dynamic for me was that I just didn't feel like we were, our voices were being heard in local government. You know, we're looking at the city of Oceanside, and one of the questions was is about how we're changing over time. But if we don't raise our voices and say, and go to these council meetings and say what we want, they're going to continue to do what they want. So we have no say-so in the change if we don't vote. Exactly right. And get out there and get your voice heard. Join a commission, get on a board, go to the council meetings. Every council meeting allows you residents to get up and speak, and everybody needs to speak their mind. But does that make a difference, speaking it, 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 to it, a it council does. meeting? It does, it does. I've seen it a couple of times before, um, even like in my youth group. I used to do back in the days. Um, so out to reach, youth group, Vista Community Clinic, old times, good times. Ooh, Bruce's bruises. <laughs> Bruce's bruises will be back next Thursday. No, but it, it, no, it is important, though. It, it really does give you, like, a whole sense, like, you are within the community, and you can sense give a change because you, like, see some things that, you know, that you wish I could change the community, and you can't, like as she says, 
like you're like we don't just sit down and just die and just let it go happen. Nah, because there's a cause and effect chain reaction domino effects to everything that goes down. Or a lot of things that you don't want to change. Like what I was saying is, you know, a local, you know, going to high school here, the carnival was right down here. Or that you know? too, you know. It's like I wish that never changed, you know. And right. if, if I learned how to, you know, speak my mind and vote at a young age, then maybe this would have been a little bit different. But now they yeah. got Spring Hill, Marriott Resorts, Hello Betty's. And all that riffraff over there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so important because, you know what, your voice matters and you need to be heard. And right now we have a council that is very pro-development. And unless we can change the dynamics and vote in new council members, we're going to continue to see the growth that we've seen at the at the rate that we've seen. Yeah, tremendously. Yeah. It feels like you have no say-so because it grows so fast. So I want to get down to brass tacks real quick. Who is your biggest competitor running for Oceanside Council? My biggest competitor, um, I would say, is probably Peter Weiss. Ooh, Rice. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hey, hey, enough about him. We're not here to promote yeah, him. Not, no, no, we're, we're not, not here about, about that. We're, we're here about you. But, but I, I like that, though. At least she was honest enough and open enough to, to, to admit her biggest competitor. And I, I'm, you got my vote. You know, I can't wait till November. You got my vote. Everybody who's in Oceanside, sign up. Oh, where, where can they vote? Like, what districts? I remember for the, the San Diego, when the Chargers were at the stadium, a lot of San Diego couldn't vote. Even Oceanside couldn't even vote on that, uh, that proposition. So where, what district can they vote for you in? You have to be a resident of District 4 to actually vote for me. If you go on the city of Oceanside's website, there is a place on there that you can check to see what district you actually reside in based on your address. Okay. I think Louie's in 4. Is I don't he in know, 4? Man. I think he might be in 4. I'm not that smart. I have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to now. <laughs> he, he, only District Four res, uh, residents of Oceanside can actually vote for me. Okay, okay. So uh, you said earlier um, you weren't you aren't actually like a normal politician person, and uh, you said uh, when Trump got elected, that that kind of motivated you to get into politics in a positive way, or in a very positive way. In a very, very positive way. I didn't, it wasn't my candidate of choice. I was really concerned about some of the things that might be happening that were going to affect working families and our community. And some of those things came to fruition. And rather than, you know, rolling up in a little ball on the couch and sobbing every night, I had to get up and make make a difference and make change. And so that spurred me into getting into politics because I wanted to make the change that I believe is necessary for all of us. Is there, uh, do you align yourself with any uh, political party? Or I am a Democrat. Yourself? Democrat? Yes. Okay. Is there any, uh, like, myths you want to debunk about people, you know, they have, like, a certain stereotype? stigma like, about d- Democrats? Um, you know, Democrats, like, are, every Democrat is different just like every person is different. Every Republican is different. You know, you can't lump them all together. You really have to look at the individual and the person. My biggest thing is is that I believe that Democrats really need to focus on working families, livable wages, affordable housing and protecting our environment because if we don't start protecting our environment we're not going to have any of this to worry about in the first place see i i am green party so i'm all about the environment before humanity so maybe my opinion is very irrelevant but this pollution has got to stop you know but it does start at home and if you want to make a difference as a democrat she brought up environment dude that's one thing that really means a lot to me is the environment you know what i mean i know it's going to cost more because we're, we're spending more money to, to make it more a vacation style you know city Right. But the environment is the one thing important. We need more trees, not more buildings. We do. We need more trees. We need uh, less green gases. We need less plastic. You know, the plastic True. is really killing our oceans and our ecosystems. There's a lot of things that we can be doing at the local level to really affect some change in that regard. We also need to have less waste. 
You know, we, we waste so much food that just ends up in our landfills and affects our environment. There's so many things that we can be doing to protecting our environment for, you know, our generation, our kids' generation, our grandkids' generation. And unless we start acting on those things now, we're not going to have to worry about any of the rest of this. Man, Michelle Gomez, she's good. She's good. She's on. Yeah. Admirable. Can you <laughs> say? Definitely. So what would you say is one of the highest priorities uh, that Oceanside needs to uh, address to? to? Yeah, address. Address, basically. Uh, I would say the highest priority that we need to really address is our homelessness issue. Um, we have working poor. We have homeless youth. We have homeless families that are sleeping in their cars. We really need to affect change in homelessness. And I think that there's a lot of things that we can do. Now, every homeless individual needs to be treated as an individual because their root causes Everybody are different. different. And yeah. so we can't just put these buckets out there and say we're going to treat this bucket you know, with this resource because it doesn't work that way. It's an individual situation, an individual problem. I recently uh, just saw that Carlsbad just approved to build 50 homes for our homeless veterans and low-income veterans. Yeah. There's something that, that's something that Oceanside should be doing. There's also something called the Mayor's Pledge, and that is an interagency um, initiative that was developed in about 2014, I believe, that basically said that they're, in, they're encouraging cities and municipalities and counties in the states to eradicate veterans' homelessness. And I just put my city on notice that I would like to see them really take that pledge to heart. Because Definitely. there's really no reason in the world that we should have a homeless veteran anywhere. I mean, and, you know. Especially with base in our backyard. Camp Pendleton, right you know, here. the naval base down in San Diego. Yeah, there's no way that San Diego Oceanside in general should definitely have a homeless rate that are military veterans. Absolutely, and it's critically important. And that's a simple step that we can take is we can start, we can take that pledge and we can start looking at our homeless veteran population and we can make the first move there. And obviously we have other issues as well in homelessness. We have homeless families, we have homeless youth. There's a lot of different things we can be doing. One of the other things I'd like to see us do, and Encinitas just did this, is have a safe parking lot. We have a lot of industrial areas here in our cities that basically go dormant after dark. Why can't we have safe parking lots here as well? Yeah. Food for thought. Food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any more questions? No, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm looking up my District 4 right now to see if I'm, uh, I can vote for her uh, this November. I'm excited, Michelle. You won my vote. Thank you, thank you. And please tell your friends. Oh, we will. Hide your wife, hide your kids, but tell your friends. Tell your friends. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? No, yeah. So you, you want to give any shout-outs? You know, anybody helped you along this journey? Uh, you know, really, my staff is just amazing. I work with a great team, and I'm just very happy to have them on, on board with me. Shout-out to Kick It Podcast as well. Yes. Man, shout-out Michelle Gomez. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely find her, follow her Instagram. Vote for her this November. I will. Smoke Dog. Louis Lope. It's been a pleasure. I love the Kick It Podcast. Yeah, I love this, man. I love it. Thank you so much for being on. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, we really appreciate Bruce. you. We appreciate you expressing your values and addressing what you want to address and also getting your voice out there. As you said, you want to make change. starts at home. Thank you. I appreciate you having yeah. me on. Thank you. Well, thank Definitely. you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you guys soon. Once again, go vote for Michelle Gomez if you're in District 4. Uh, and yeah, where, where can they sign up to vote for you next? I saw you had sign-ups here. I do have sign-ups. You can go to my website. And my, and my website is Michelle at Michelle4Oside.com. You go on the website, and there is an opportunity to sign up to volunteer. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, Miss Lovely Gomez, for kicking it. 
And you have a wonderful night. Thank you. You as well.